African History Network show. All right, so we're on. How's everybody doing today? Hotep, hey, this is Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. I'm a talk show host, researcher, lecturer, and writer. It is um, Wednesday, May 22nd, 2019, and we are live. So uh, I wanted to do this broadcast. I was trying to broadcast on my Facebook page, but Zoom is acting up. I don't know what's going on with that. I have to figure that out. But I wanted to deal with this breaking news story, okay? And I, I watched um, the, it was billed as a press conference, but really wasn't a press conference that uh, Donald Trump just did, denouncing the uh, Mueller investigation and saying that, um, he, uh, he he stormed out of a meeting with um, Nancy Pelosi, okay, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and uh, uh, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer. And he's saying if the investigations don't stop, he won't be able to work with the Democrats to get anything passed. Um, and this is, once again, another example and one of the most blatant examples why Donald Trump needs to be impeached, okay? So uh, we're going to talk about this uh, today. I'm going to break down what happened. And, uh, and part of this was precipitated by the meeting that Nancy Pelosi had with Democrats uh, before about 9 a.m. this morning, before she met with Trump. And she did a, a brief press conference after that meeting. And this meeting was dealing with the growing calls from uh, uh, Democrats in the House of Representatives to start impe the impeachment process of Donald Trump, okay? And Nancy Pelosi talked about how, um, she talked about how Trump, she accused Trump of engaging in a cover-up. This was at the press conference that took place before the brief meeting with Donald Trump, okay? So everybody share this broadcast on your social media platforms. Invite your friends to tune in also. How's everybody doing? Uh, Crystal, Felicia, Yvette, uh, Renee, uh, Trina, Miss Leo, Bonita. There's a few people. There's only women watching, okay? It's all right with me, but I mean, you know, share this broadcast. <laughs> share this broadcast on your Facebook page, all right? Invite your friends to tune in also. And uh, I'm uh, sharing this now also okay all right i want to jump into this all right and then also african-american business owners you can post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast we'll let you know how you can advertise with the african history network email us at customer service at african history network.com customer service at african history network.com okay all right and let me share this quickly on facebook but um this is you know i'm going to talk some about the Mueller report this is uh, another example of why Trump needs to uh, be impeached. And he just went out and blatantly lied. If you follow me on Facebook, you saw the uh, post that I was doing on Facebook uh, during the, uh, right after his uh, little press conference, okay? And he only took two questions. He was asked by one of the uh, reporters from MSNBC, he was asked, have you actually read the Mueller report? Okay, he just turned his back and walked away. All right, so let's let's start. Let's jump into this. All right, so I, I want to start with the article from the Washington Post. Let's look at what happened. Um, it always happens. I start broadcasting and people call me. Okay, 
Um, let's look at the article from the Washington Post. Trump abruptly ends infrastructure meeting with Democrats after Pelosi says he is, quote, engaged in a cover-up, uh, end quote, engaged in a cover-up. And this, the meeting that uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer were having with uh, Donald Trump uh, this morning was dealing with infrastructure, okay? And about three weeks ago, they agreed to a uh, $3 trillion, uh, $2 trillion uh, infrastructure deal, okay? And this, and this was dealing uh, more with the details, okay? Chuck Schumer said he had about a, a 35 uh, page uh, plan dealing with infrastructure. They only met with Trump for about three minutes, okay? So let's look at what happened. All right, so uh, Donald Trump abruptly ended a meeting with Democratic leaders on Wednesday saying he was unable to work with them on legislation following comments by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Democrat from California, that he was, quote, engaged in a cover-up, end quote. Now, Donald Trump made an unscheduled appearance in the Rose Garden shortly afterward and in a, and in a uh, meandering 10-minute address said he had left the meeting with Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat from New York, at which they were supposed to talk about working together on a $2 trillion infrastructure plan. Trump said, quote, instead of walking in happily to a meeting, I walk in to look at people who said I was doing a cover-up, end quote, okay? Uh, Trump, Trump said, adding that he can't work on infrastructure, quote, under these circumstances, end quote. Okay, now, with Trump, now, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer held a press conference after Trump held his little meandering 10-minute press conference, okay? And Chuck Schumer said that, well, when we met three weeks ago and agreed to, to, to a $2 trillion infrastructure plan, Trump was under investigation then. Trump is saying now, He's saying that he can't work with Democrats to get anything passed on behalf of the American people until the investigations end. This is what he's saying. While the investigations are going, he can't, he can't uh, meet with them to get anything done, okay? That is, uh, that is an obstructionist because it is the role, based upon the Article I powers of the U.S. Constitution, it is the responsibility of uh, Congress to do oversight and do investigations when they see blatant obstruction of justice, when they see uh, when they when they uh, see uh, malfeasance, they follow the trail. That's their job. They're supposed to do that. Okay, so the article from the Washington Post goes on to say uh, Nancy Pelosi made her comments earlier Wednesday morning after a closed door meeting with House Democrats called to discuss ongoing investigations of Donald Trump and his administration, despite her accusation of a cover-up. Nancy Pelosi, so despite her accusation of a cover-up, Nancy Pelosi and all but one of her five present committee chairmen with investigative powers tamped down talk of impeachment proceedings during the meeting, okay? So it was announced it was announced that there was going to be Nancy Pelosi was going to have a meeting uh, at 9 a.m. this morning to deal with the growing calls within the uh, within the uh, among the Democrats in the House of Representatives to start impeachment proceedings against Trump. Okay, and 
what what Trump did today is going to cause even more of them to say he's totally out of control. He has to be held accountable. Okay, so now speaking to reporters shortly after Trump's appearance in the Rose Garden, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer said they were taken aback by Donald Trump's behavior. Quote, to watch what happened in the White House uh, would make your jaw drop, okay, uh, Chuck Schumer said. And we know uh, uh, Donald Trump said he does not do cover-ups. He stood there and just lied about the, the findings of the, uh, of the Mueller report. We're going to get to that in a minute because I'm going to go through and deal with some of these lies that he told. Now, Pelosi said Democrats have been prepared to deliver a signature accomplishment to Donald Trump at a time when the nation's road and bridges um, and airports and other infrastructure are ailing. She said, for some reason, maybe it was lack of confidence on his part. He just took a pass and it just makes me wonder why, why he did. In any event, I pray for the president of the United States and I pray for the United States of America. Yeah, I pray that he resigns. Okay, that's what I pray for. Now, Trump, so the argument Nancy Pelosi has been making is that, and just a few days ago, she made this argument. She said that the Democrats have to keep working on behalf of the American people, getting bills passed in uh, in the House of Representatives, having the uh, proper uh, hearings with, with, when it deals with making drugs affordable, when it deals with um, uh, you just saw you just you just saw the um, I forgot which committee it was. Katie uh, Representative Katie Porter's on the committee. You just saw what happened with Dr. Ben Carson yesterday uh in the house committee and i'll pull this up try to see which one it is and this is all dealing with uh oversight of hud housing and urban urban development so there have been a number of hearings that democrats have been having in the house of representatives because they are in control of the house uh the, oh it was the house finance i think it was the house finance committee no 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 it was a house finance committee i was watching steve mnuchin uh because Representative Maxine Waters chairs the House Finance Committee. I was watching that today, and she was tearing into Steve Mnuchin, okay? Uh, but <laughs> I'll, I'll find out which one it is. So in the House of Representatives, they're doing their job, okay? Uh, Democrats are doing their job. What happens is, is they're not in control of the U.S. Senate. So Mitch McConnell has been blocking um, the, uh, Mitch McConnell has been blocking bills from coming to the Senate floor and being voted on, being debated in the Senate, or they're being voted down in the Senate because Democrats don't control the U.S. Senate. Therefore, if they die in the Senate, they can't make it to Trump's desk to be signed in the law if he was going to sign them, sign them in the law in the first place. This is an example of how elections have consequences. This is an example of how elections have consequences. It was the uh, Financial Services Committee. Yeah, the House, okay, I had it correct. It was the House Financial Services Committee that Ben Carson testified uh, before on uh, Tuesday, May 21st, okay? And this, and so people are talking about, you know, he didn't know what REO is, which is a real estate term dealing with uh, HUD, and he, he said Oreo, and then there was another term, and he said Amway, and there's Amwe, Okay, he's an idiot. He has no business being in charge of HUD, okay? Uh, ben Carson is totally unqualified to be in charge of HUD, okay?
okay? Just a quick side note, okay? And then I'm gonna get back to this. The reason why, I'm, I'm gonna post this uh, um, article here from Vox.com that talks about what happened when Dr. Ben Carson testified in front of um, the House Finance Committee, okay? The reason why Donald Trump put, put Dr. Ben Carson, and I hate to call him doctor, because he gives doctors a bad name. The reason why Trump put Ben Carson in, in charge of HUD, and he knew that Ben Carson was totally unqualified to, to be the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, is because Donald Trump hates HUD. Because Donald Trump and his father back in 1973 were sued by Richard Nixon's Department of Justice for violating the Fair Housing Act of 1968. And we know that HUD operates based upon the Fair Housing Act. HUD regulates all these, okay? They were, um, Donald Trump and his father were discriminating against African-Americans and um, Hispanics um, getting apartments in their um, apartment buildings in Manhattan. So they were sued by Richard Nixon's Department of Justice. They settled out of court. They were sued again three years after that because they kept doing it. So Trump has a hatred of HUD. He's basically put Ben Carson there to destroy HUD, okay? And then when it blows up, he may just blame, blame the black guy if, 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 Trump, if, if Ben Carson is still there, if Ben Carson doesn't leave, okay? But so we have to understand that you have to go back. New York Times had an article uh, dealing with Trump in, in that first lawsuit. Okay, and I'll see if I can pull it up. Um, but New York Times had an article from a couple of years ago uh, dealing with this, and uh, it, it 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 breaks this down. Uh, it was dealing with the discrimination uh, lawsuit. Okay, and let me see if I can pull this up quickly. If not, I'll post the links. Um, in the uh, thread of the broadcast, okay, when we're when we're done in the description of the broadcast, you have to pull that one up. I can't find it right now. All right, let's continue here. And then also, if you like this type of information, you can donate to the African History Network, PayPal.me forward slash the AHN Show, PayPal.me forward slash the AHN Show. Okay, that helps us keep doing the research, stay on the air, broadcast our Sunday night show, pay the bills, etc. All right, and then also visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, okay, because all my DVD lectures are there, uh, et cetera. Okay, let me post this here. All right, how's everybody doing today? All right, let's continue. Okay, we have Jermaine, uh, Mario, Distribution Solutions, Bonita, John Ray, Renee, okay. Share this broadcast on your social media platforms. Let your uh, friends know to tune in also. All right, so let's go back to the article from the Washington Post. Okay, so, um, so Trump was visibly angry when he arrived in the cabinet room about 15 minutes late to meet with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. So this was after, so this was the meeting that they had to discuss infrastructure, the meeting was right after Nancy Pelosi uh, met with uh, House Democrats, okay, to discuss, to, 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 to tamp down their uh, increasing uh, convi convi conviction and in, in speaking out 
more openly about impeachment. They had a meeting about that. Then she did a press conference and said Trump is engaged in the cover-up, okay? Then she met with Trump. All right, so Trump was visibly angry when he arrived in the cabinet room about 15 minutes late to meet with Pelosi and Schumer, according to people familiar with what transpired. Donald Trump did not shake hands or sit down, and after accusing Nancy Pelosi of saying something quote-unquote terrible, he headed out without allowing time for a response, okay? Now, this is the same guy who's called women pigs. This is the same guy who's talked about Stormy Daniels. This is the same guy who uh, talked about Mika Brzezinski on Morning Joe about her facelift. This is the same guy who talked about, um, uh, what was her name on uh, Fox News, went to uh, NBC News and stayed at NBC for a couple of years and they had to, with the white woman, I forgot her name. Um, it, but he talked about uh, her having blood coming from her, uh, nose coming from whatever. This is a guy who said some very horrible things. This is the same guy who uh, was one of the leading birthers, okay, and said that President Obama wasn't born in this country. This is the same guy who called uh, people coming from African nations, Haiti and El Salvador, he, he, he referred to those nations as whole countries. This is the same guy who referred to uh, Mexicans uh, coming across this, the southern border as rapists and murderers, but he's quiet when white domestic terrorists kill African Americans. He's quiet when, he's largely quiet when uh, you have uh, white supremacists who kill African Americans, okay? So for him to for him to blow up and say Nancy Pelosi says something terrible, all we have to do is look at his track record. And at the same time, you look at the reporting from the Washington Post, he's told over 10,000 false and misleading statements, okay, in uh, the first about 800 days of his presidency as well. So, you know, this is, this is another case of Trump being a bully. And a lot of times, bullies can dish it out, but they can't take it. A lot of times, bullies can dish it out. They can attack people. But when the tables are turned, they can't, they can't handle it. All right? And I'll try to I have the article here, because I'll give you the exact name of it. This deals with, uh, this deals with Trump uh, telling 10,000 false and misleading statements. And uh, this comes from uh, the Washington Post. And the Washington Post, they have it um, categorized also. They have it documented, categorized. You can research it. All right. So I'll try to I'll find that also. I just I thought I just saw that article. This is some stuff here on the Mueller report that I'm going to get into. And then we see the reporting from um, the uh, NBC News. Oh, here it is. Yeah, right here. Then we see the report from NBC News about um, that Richard Engel did dealing with uh, the Russians um, trying to train uh, African Americans to. Uh, what, what, what was it? So discord. What was that article? Russian documents revealed desire to sow racial discord and violence in the U.S. This was a story. Uh, this was reported by Richard Engel for NBC News on May 21st. Uh, Russian 
Russians who were linked to uh, interference in the 2016 U.S. election discussed uh, ambitious plans to stoke unrest and even violence inside the U.S. as recently as 2018, according to documents reviewed by NBC News. Okay, the documents uh, the documents, which which were communications between associates of uh, a Kremlin-linked oligarch, uh, indicted by Special Counsel Robert Mueller for previous uh, influence operations against the U.S., laid out a new plot to manipulate and radicalize African Americans. The plans show uh, that uh, this Russian oligarch. Uh, Prigozhin, Prigozhin, P-R-I-G-O-Z-I-H-N, Z-H-I-N, Prigozhin. The plans show that uh, Prigozhin's circle has sought to exploit racial tensions well beyond Russia's social media and misinformation efforts tied to the 2016 election. The, uh, go watch the uh, broadcast I did a few days ago dealing with the, uh, the, uh, the National Urban League State of Black America report. 2019, which deals with uh, how the the Russian intervention in the 2016 election, and it deals with how the Russians were targeting African Americans, <clears throat> targeting African Americans for voter suppression. Okay, so Washington Post, April 29th, 2019. Uh, President Trump has made more than 10,000 false and misleading claims. President Trump has made more than 10,000 false and misleading claims, all right? And we'll post that link in the uh, description of this broadcast also. All right, so let's go back to the uh, article from Washington Post, all right? Okay, so... Um, all right, so Trump was visibly angry when he arrived in the cabinet room about 15 minutes late to meet with Pelosi and Schumer, according to people familiar with what transpired. Trump did not shake hands or sit down, and after accusing Pelosi of saying something terrible, he headed out without allowing time for a response. Senator Debbie Stabenow, from, uh, my senator from uh, Michigan, Democrat from Michigan, who was there, to take part in the meeting said that after directing his anger toward Nancy Pelosi, Trump quote, said it was over, that he wasn't going to do infrastructure or anything else until investigations were over, end quote. So here you have a sitting president being once again an obstructionist. Now, if you've been reading the Mueller report, we'll post the link here so you can read so you can read the full red acted Mueller report nbcnews.com uh, has it if you've been reading the Mueller report you know that Mueller laid out 10 uh possible instances of obstruction of justice okay and this is an article from thinkprogress.org you've heard me reference before we'll give you this link also Mueller detailed 10 times Trump acted to derail the Russia investigation to protect themselves. Now, once again, just like Donald Trump caused the 35-day government shutdown in December and January, the December 2018 into January 2019, and held citizens hostage because he was trying to basically extort billions of dollars from Congress to build his fake wall after he lied and said Russia was, was, was supposed to pay for the wall. And then we just see the reporting from uh, we just see the reporting that came out yesterday that talks about how uh, a little more than a mile of the wall has been built, okay? And 
it uh, it cost uh, a little more than a billion dollars for a little more than one mile. Okay, well I'll get you that. Uh, we'll pull up that article also. Okay, so so here you have he's just a total con man, and this is what I warned people about in 2016. Okay, the only people that think that Trump was a good businessman are are poor people and people who don't understand business. That's it. Because people who understand business, they knew he was a fraud. They knew he was a con. He has been for a long time, okay? And so all this stuff is coming out. The truth is coming out. The chickens are coming back home to roost. And people are seeing that Trump is a con. And what really positioned him as a successful businessman was a reality TV show called The Apprentice that he didn't even, he wasn't even the creator of and didn't even own. He wasn't even the one who came up with the phrase, you're fired. So he's being exposed as a, as a fraud. This is why African-Americans have to make sure we mobilize and come out in 2016 and make sure he does not get reelected. All right, let me see something here. Um, I'll try to pull up that other article also dealing with the, uh, with the wall. I know MSNBC reported on that uh, yesterday. Okay, Janet, Terrence, how you doing, Janet? Um, for for all the so-called Russian interference, how is he still president? Uh, impeachment hearings haven't happened, okay? You, and according to the uh, memo from the Office of Legal Counsel, um, a sitting president cannot be indicted. So so Mueller was so Mueller was leaving it up to Congress to uh, handle it through the impeachment process. Okay, now there's nothing in the US Constitution saying the sitting president cannot be indicted and it has not been adjudicated. It has not, it has not gone to court, has not been adjudicated, has not gone to the Supreme Court. So Mueller was following the Office of Legal Counsel memo. Okay, and this is one of the things laid out in the Mueller report as well. Also, we have the uh, article, we have the petition from now over 900 former federal prosecutors saying that if Donald Trump were not president, he would be uh, indicted on multiple felony charges for obstruction of justice. Okay, I talked about, I've talked about this before. So we'll post a link here as well. This is uh, from medium.com. Uh, you have, now it's over 900 former federal prosecutors who signed this petition saying that if Donald Trump were not president, he would be indicted for on multiple felony charges of obstruction of, de of justice. He is a, he is a what well, we know he was referred to as individual one. He's an unindicted co-conspirator. Okay. All right, but this is an example of how elections have consequences. All right, now in the Rose Garden, we go back to the article from the Washington Post. In the Rose Garden, Donald Trump delivered his remarks from a podium with a sign reading, "No collusion, no obstruction." no collusion, no obstruction. And that uh, displayed statistics, and, and that sign displayed statistics about the Mueller report, the Mueller investigation, uh, such as the number of subpoenas issued and witnesses called, okay? White House aides also distributed flyers with the statistics on them. Now, as reported on MSNBC uh, after, the, after his little press conference, uh, the White House got that, they got those statistics from ABC News website, which is abcnews.go.com. Those graphics, the statistics they got from ABC News website. 
but they were MSNBC reported that there was another graphic from ABC News that talks about all the indictments, all the people who were indicted and convicted. The White House did not give that information out. Trump did not talk about that, right? So I find that very interesting. Okay. So if we look at um if we look at this from AM Joy, Joanne Reed, right? We've talked about this before, okay? AM Joy, Joanne Reed. I'm gonna pull this up. How's everybody doing? Okay. I'm gonna pull this up right here, and we've got this for you, okay? Um, and what I'm gonna do is is because I'm using uh Zoom and uh I paid the Zoom bill. <laughs> Man. Bill's killing me. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna show you this, okay? Uh so let's uh okay, let's pull this up here. All right, but this talks about special counsel investigations. Now, this is from a segment of AM Joy, Joanne Reed. I watch I watch AM Joy every weekend. I DVR it automatically. So when I'm out of town, things like that, I come back, I watch it. Also, I listen to the podcast, okay? I, I listen to it live on uh uh, tune in. Okay. So for those, um, you know, you can listen to uh, MSNBC for free on tunein.com. Go to uh, tunein.com on the internet or tune in. Download the tune in app. Okay. Download the tune in app. And um, right here, T U N E. Download the tune in app to your smartphone. It allows you, see, I got MSNBC right there. W-E-R-E, listen to Reverend Al Sharpton, 105.9, Kiss FM. I listen to uh, Tom Joyner in the morning. You can listen to radio stations across the country and around the world for free, including MSNBC, which is not radio, but cable. You can listen to MSNBC live for free. You can listen to CNN live for free. You can listen to, I don't know why you want to do it, but you can listen to Fox News. Here's AM Joy. Because if you miss Joanne Reed, uh, you can uh, just search for AM Joy on um, on TuneIn, and you can go listen, go back and listen to the show. Okay, and they have some of the other shows podcasted as well. All right, so you know when I travel, you know I'm man, I'm listening to MSNBC. I'm I'm staying up on what's going on right from my phone. Okay, and if you don't have cable. And I know a lot of people are cutting the cable. Totally understand that because I'm trying to figure out, you know, I'm paying Comcast $200 a month uh, for high-speed internet and cable. And I watch five, six channels, man. I'm trying to figure out how to get this bill down. But if you don't have cable, you can listen to all that through your phone, through your smartphone for free, okay? That's the TuneIn app. How many people know about the TuneIn app? Okay, to, uh Tune in app, okay, or tunein.com on, on the internet, okay. Benita said you really break things down so people can understand the government, okay. Thanks, Benita. Okay, I, you know, I've been studying for 27 years, right? So I, I had to learn how to do presentations, learn how to break this stuff down, okay. And and the most important thing is not to make is not to make things complicated, so you can try to make yourself look like you know, make yourself look so intelligent. You have to be able to take things that are complicated and break it down on a basic level so anybody can understand it. Okay, so let me uh, try to pull this graphic up here. 
just give me a minute here. Okay, but this segment from AM Joy, Mueller report could be released to public eventually. Now this is from, this is before the Mueller report came out, of course. Uh, this is from uh, March 23rd, 2019, okay, and uh, from AM Joy. So you can go to msnbc.com. For those that may not know, you can go to msnbc.com. You can click on listen. You can listen for free right there on the website, but also most of the segments uh, from the different shows, you can go back and watch on their website also. All right, let's try to pull this up here. Okay, so we'll work on that. And uh, is that coming up? If it's not coming up, I'll just continue. Uh, oh yeah, here we go. All right, I want to I want to show you this here because see, this is what they did not hand out. Okay. This is what they did not hand out at this at this little uh, press conference Trump had today. They didn't talk about the people who were indicted. They didn't talk about the convictions. And then Trump said that it cost 35, the investigation cost $35 million. Well, I find that very interesting he talked about that because the investigation, even though the purpose of the investigation is not to make money, the investigation actually made money. The reason why is because of what was, uh, what was um, what was recovered from um, Paul Manafort? Okay, his assets. So it was something like forty-five million dollars in assets recovered from Paul Manafort. So they actually, so it was actually profitable. But Trump didn't talk about that. Okay. All right. So this is coming up here. All right, let's look at this here. There we go. Let's turn on the screen share. There we go. All right, so let's look at this. So this was a graphic from A.M. Joy, Joanne Reed, uh, March 23rd, 2019. And once again, the name of that segment, and we'll post the link here on the thread, Mueller report could be released to public eventually. So let's look at this because this is something Trump didn't want to talk about. All right. Now you've had, um, and I made notes on the back, right? <laughs> okay. So by the numbers, special counsel, you've had 34 people charged plus three companies. You had seven guilty pleas, one convicted by trial who is Paul Manafort, who's in prison right now, four jailed or incarcerated, five sentenced, okay? So if you go back and watch the, the, the little press, press conference Trump had today, he talked about no collusion, no obstruction, no nothing, totally exonerated. He didn't tell you that his former campaign chairman is in prison right now. He didn't tell you that his former attorney of 10 years, Michael Cohen, is in prison right now. Even though Michael Cohen was not part of his campaign, he was still working for him. Michael Cohen was directed by Trump to pay Stormy Daniels. He was operating on behalf of Trump to pay Stormy Daniels to keep her quiet about an affair that she had with Trump some years prior. And this was about two months before the election. That's a campaign finance law violation, which is a felony. 
So let's look at this. Paul Manafort convicted and pleaded guilty. Um, also pleaded guilty. Uh, Michael Cohen. Michael Flynn pleaded guilty, his uh, Trump's former national security advisor, who was part of his administration. Trump didn't mention him, pleaded guilty. George Papadopoulos, who was a uh, advisor during the campaign, pleaded guilty. Rick Gates, who was a, a associate of Paul Manafort, pleaded guilty. Alexander Vanderswan, pleaded guilty. Uh, Richard Pinedo, pleaded guilty. Konstantin Kalimnik, indicted. Konstantin Kalimnik was the Russian oligarch that Paul Manafort owed millions of dollars to. Paul Manafort turns over 75 pages of polling data, 2016 uh, presidential election polling data. He turns over 75 pages to Konstantin, Kal Konstantin uh, Kalimnik. They talk about this in the Mueller report. Okay? And they were talking about Key, uh, they were talking about polling in key battleground states, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Why is Trump's campaign chairman meeting with a Russian oligarch, turning over 75 pages of polling data, talking about key battleground states? Trump won Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania by 78,000 votes. We know there was rapid voter suppression taking place in those states. One. Two, we know that Russians targeted African-Americans as part of their disinformation campaign to sow discord, to destabilize the 2016 election, to sow um, uh, a lack of confidence in the 2016 election, but also to inflame uh, uh, racial fears and racial tension in this country as well. Now, Paul Manafort was working for the Trump campaign for free. He volunteered to work for free. Why? Roger Stone indicted, okay? Indicted, 13 Russian nationals. Indicted, 12 Russian military officers. So when Trump says no collusion, no obstruction, no nothing, that's a lie. Number two, I've talked about this before, if you watch my broadcast, page two of volume one of the Mueller report, and here's my copy of the Mueller report ordered from the Washington Post. This is $10. I'm going to post a link for you so you can read it for free. Okay. This is, I got this from Amazon. The Mueller, this came out April 30th. The Mueller report presented with related materials by the Washington Post. Okay. If we look at page two of volume one, and um, let me see here. Let's look, let me give you the link here from uh, NBC News. You can read this for free. It's a PDF. We'll pull that up. If you actually read this, Mueller specifically stated on page two of volume one that they did not, I repeat, they did not investigate uh, collusion, okay? Let's look at this quickly here. Okay, page two of volume one. Because volume one deals with, uh, uh, it deals with the Russian intervention and volume two deals with obstruction of justice, okay? And let me give you this link here also. This is to um, the full Mueller report, NBCnews.com. What's the Red Act of Mueller report? It's a PDF, 448 pages. Okay, so uh, Mueller said on page two, in evaluating whether evidence about collective action 
of multiple individuals constituted a crime. We applied the framework of conspiracy law, not the concept of collusion. We, we, applied, we applied the framework of conspiracy law, not the concept of collusion, meaning that they did not investigate collusion, okay? In so doing, the office recognized that the word, quote unquote, collude, was used in communication with the acting attorney general confirming certain aspects of the investigation's scope and that the term has frequently been invoked in public reporting about the investigation. But collusion is not a specific offense or theory of liability found in the United States Code, nor is it a term of art in federal criminal law. So what he's saying is collusion is not a legal term. He's, Mueller is telling you at the beginning, they did not investigate collusion because collusion is not a, is not a legal term. Collusion is not found in the United States Code. So how can Trump claim exoneration and no collusion when Mueller is specifically saying they did not investigate collusion? Today, if you, go, if you go watch the pictures, and we'll, we'll put the links to the articles here that I'm citing, you watch the picture of, of Trump. On, on the front of the podium, they had the graphic with the Mueller report by the numbers, and then on the side, it said, no collusion, no obstruction. That's a blatant lie. That's a blatant lie. Mueller goes on to say on page two of volume one, for those reasons, the offices focus in, in analyzing questions of joint criminal liability was on conspiracy as defined in federal law, conspiracy as defined in federal law. In connection with that analysis, we address the factual question whether members of the Trump campaign coordinated, coordinated a term that appears in the appointment order with Russian election interference activities. Like collusion, coordination does not have a settled definition in federal criminal law. We understood coordination to require an agreement. This is extremely important. We understand coordination to require an agreement, tacit or express, between the Trump campaign and the Russian government on election interference. That requires more than two parties taking actions that were informed by or responsive to the other's actions or interests. Okay, so so uh, what, what Mueller is saying is that for them to prove that there was coordination, they had to prove that there was an agreement, either tacit or express, between Russians and the Trump campaign. Okay between the Russian government, he specifically says the Russian government and the Trump campaign. He does not say between Russians. He does not say between Russians. He specifically says between the Russian government and, and the Trump campaign, okay? Therefore, because they could not prove an agreement existed, they could then not uh, prove coordination or conspiracy. It does not mean that there was no agreement. It just means that Mueller saying they couldn't find one.
we understood coordination to require an agreement, tacit or express, between the Trump campaign and the Russian government on election interference. That requires more than the two parties taking actions that were informed by or responsive to the other's actions or interests. We applied the term coordination in that sense when stating in the report that the investigation did not establish that the Trump campaign coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities, okay? Trump is saying no collusion, no coordination. What they're saying is they could not establish that an agreement existed. But they, but they stated that in the Mueller, Mueller report, they stated that the Trump campaign and Russians openly acted in a mutually, in a mutually beneficial way but they just couldn't establish an agreement. And, and he also said that the Trump campaign openly welcomed help from Russia as well. Okay, so, so Trump is lying, all right? This is why you gotta read this. I posted a link here. Trump, Trump is lying. He blatantly lied today. At, at the White, in the White House Rose Garden, he blatantly lied. Okay, let's continue here and then, um, let me close that out. Uh, African-American business owners, you can post the name of your business here in the thread of the broadcast. Email us at customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com. Customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com. Let you know how you can uh, advertise with the African History Network. Uh, our current promotion is uh, get three months for the price of one. Email us at customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com. All right, let's continue here. Okay, so... We'll go back to the article from the Washington Post. So in the Rose Garden today, Trump delivered his remarks from a podium with a sign reading, no collusion, no obstruction, blatant lie. And, and that displayed statistics and in, in, in the, in the uh, sign displayed statistics about the Mueller investigation, such as the number of subpoenas issued and witnesses called. White House aides also distributed flyers with the statistics on them. So this was planned. This was planned. They had the stuff already ready to hand out to the press. Now, calling the Mueller investigation, quote, a one-sided, horrible thing, end quote, Trump lashed out at Democrats, lashed out at Democrats, investigators, and, and the assembled journalists that were there today. Trump said, quote, this whole thing was a takedown attempt at the president of the United States. And honestly, you ought to be ashamed of yourselves for the way you report it so dishonorably, end quote. What was reported that was dishonest? What was the, now we can tell, we can, we can look at what Trump has said that, 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 uh, that's been dishonest because he's made over 10,000 false and misleading statements in the first 828 days of his presidency. When you look at this, uh, the, the, he, had, he, he did a campaign event on April 27th and told 61 false and misleading statements just in that one event. Then he did, he, he did a speech at the, uh, for the National Rifle Association uh, in April also. He made 24 false and misleading claims. He did an interview, a 19-minute interview with radio host Mark Levin. He made 17 false and misleading claims. He did a 45-minute telephone interview with Sean Hannity on Fox News on April 25th. He made 45 false and misleading claims right there. 
Okay, so the article from the Washington Post goes on to say, not mentioned by Trump were the indictments against 34 people, including six former Trump aides or confidants, as well as 26 Russians that resulted from Mueller's nearly two-year probe. Mueller, a 675-day probe. Two years, two months, 675 days. This is what I laid out here. This is what I laid out here. Trump didn't talk about any of this. I, 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 I don't understand that. Now, a growing number of rank-and-file Democrats have called for the launch of an impeachment inquiry against Trump as frustrations build over the administration's stonewalling of congressional probes. They have to start impeachment inquiries now, period. They have to start because he is, he's already, there, there are 29 investigations going on right now, okay? Uh, New York Times has an article uh, dealing with this. You have 29 investigations going on right now into the Trump campaign, uh, Trump campaign, Trump administration, Trump inauguration, things like this. He stopped uh, providing documentation. He's blocking witnesses. We just saw he blocked uh, former White House counsel Don McGahn from testifying in front of Congress. And Don McGahn is a private citizen as well. So this is clear. This is clear obstruction of justice on top of the 10 uh, instances uh, of possible obstruction that Mueller laid out in the Mueller report. This is on top of that, okay? Let me pull up, uh, let me try to pull up this article here from Washington Post, tracking 29, uh, tracking 29 investigations related to Trump. This was last updated May 20th, 2019, okay? So this is pretty recent. Tracking 29 investigations related to Trump. So Trump is saying that he's not gonna work with Democrats to get anything passed on behalf of the American people until they stop the investigations. Go to hell, it's time to impeach him right now. Okay, I almost quoted uh, uh, Representative Rashida Tlaib, Tlaib from uh, Detroit, but I don't wanna do that exact quote. No, it's time to start impeachment hearings right now and start the impeachment inquiry. And at the same time, keep calling witnesses, keep, keep following the investigations that the, 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 the House committees are doing, keep, subpoena, uh, keep uh, issuing the subpoenas, uh, getting the documentation, and uh, when you start the impeachment inquiry, inquiry your uh, request for people to come testify has more weight behind it and just follow the process, okay? But he has to be held accountable. Here's why. God forbid if this jackass gets reelected to a second term. If he gets reelected to a second term, it's all over because he'll be totally unhinged because he doesn't have to worry about reelection. Right now, he's holding back because he has to worry about reelection. But if he gets reelected to a second term, he don't have to, he don't give a damn about nothing because he doesn't have to run again. He will be totally unhinged. So he, so he has, the impeachment inquiry has to start. The impeachment process has to start. He has to be held accountable because if you don't, if he gets away with this, then if, there's a slight chance he'll get reelected. God forbid he does. I have to leave this country. Um, but if because then and, and see what happens is if he gets reelected and and Democrats lose control of the House of Representatives, then they don't have subpoena power. They don't have control of any of these committees to do investigations. 
they cannot impeach him. It would be it would it would have to be Republicans who take that up. So this is why, because they have the power now, Democrats have to strike now. They have to hold them accountable. They have to do, they, 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 they have the power based upon Article One for investigation. They have the, the impeachment power based upon Article Two, Section Four. They have to do their duty. It's their duty to be oversight to a president. It's their duty to hold up a president accountable. Congress is a co-equal branch of government. They are not sub subjects of the king. They don't work for the president. They are a co-equal branch of government. They have to do their job, period. Okay, so let's continue. Um, let's go back to the article from Washington Post. Okay, so, but during Wednesday, so a growing number of rank and file Democrats have called for the launch of an impeachment inquiry against Trump as frustrations build over the administration's stonewalling of congressional probes. But during Wednesday's, Wednesday's uh, May 22nd meeting of House Democrats, uh, most of the chairmen who addressed the caucus focused on recent successes in court battles to force the administration to comply with subpoenas and counsel the more and counsel the more measured course advocated by Nancy Pelosi, according to multiple people in the room. The meeting, quote, reflected, reflected where most of the caucus is, is at, uh, said Representative Dean Phillips, Democrat from Minnesota. He went on to say, have faith in the courts and have faith in, in process and impeachment only if absolutely necessary. This meeting was before Trump had his press conference and said that he can't work with the Democrats to get anything passed until the investigation stopped. That's an obstruction move. The, um, the meeting reflected where most of the uh, caucus is at. Okay, now addressing reporters afterward, Nancy Pelosi said Democrats had, quote, a very productive meeting, end quote, and she called for staying the course on investigations. Okay. Um, th now, this is before she met with Trump. This is right after the meeting with the Democrats and before she met with Trump. <clears throat> she said, we do believe that it's important to follow the facts. We believe that no one is above the law, including the president of the United States. And we believe the president of the United States is engaged in a cover-up. He is. We believe the president of the United States is engaged in a cover-up. Okay, he is. Now, in remarks to fellow Democrats during the meeting, Nancy Pelosi, according to multiple members, showed no sign of moving away from her approach. Representative Sean Patrick Maloney, Democrat of New York, um, summarizing Nancy Pelosi's remarks, uh, Nancy Pelosi's remarks said, stay the course. Now, during the, the meeting, House Financial Services Chairwoman Maxine Waters, Democrat from California, Auntie Maxine, was the only one of the chairmen to call for moving forward with impeachment proceedings, a stance consistent with her past advocacy for seeking to remove Trump. I agree with it. I agree with her. Yeah, no, this, this food, now this meeting, keep in mind. Now, some may have changed their mind after what Trump did in the Rose Garden, because this meeting that Democrats had 
was before Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer met with Trump to discuss infrastructure, the $2 trillion infrastructure plan. And then right after that meeting, you, so Trump storms out of that meeting, right after that meeting, then he has this little press conference in the Rose Garden. So some of them, because of this obstructionist move that he pulled in the Rose Garden, some of them may realize, look, we have to, we have to take action. The American people sent us here to be a check on this president. We have to follow our constitutional duty and proceed with the impeachment inquiry and proceed with the impeachment process. <clears throat> okay, so Maxine, Representative Maxine Waters, Maxine Waters said, I never changed my mind, she told reporters afterward. I never changed my mind. Now, while other chairmen said they were outraged by Trump's conduct, several offered reasons to follow Nancy, Nancy Pelosi's lead. House Oversight and Reform Committee Chairman Elijah E. Cummings, Democrat from Maryland, for instance, warned that some freshman lawmakers in swing districts could lose races if Democrats are too aggressive in pursuing impeachment. Okay? No, you need to follow the damn process. No, you need to keep keep the investigations going. But he's he's unhinged. And he he he's saying he's not going to work with Democrats to get anything passed on behalf of uh the uh the american citizens until the investigations stop the investigations are lawful investigations that are following a paper trail following a trail of corruption so you have to start in the impeachment process to be a check on the president he you 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 have to hold him accountable if you don't hold impeachment hearings for this president what happens when you have a future president that does things that are even worse they're gonna say well wait a second democrats didn't impeach trump why are you trying to impeach me so while other chairmen said they were outraged by trump's conduct several offered reasons to follow nancy pelosi's lead so house oversight and reform committee chairman uh, Elijah Cummings, Democrat from Maryland, for instance, warned that some freshman lawmakers in swing districts could lose races if Democrats are too aggressive in pursuing impeachment. Ahead of the meeting, Donald Trump aimed a barrage of early morning tweets at House Democrats questioning their priorities as they prepared to discuss investigations into the administration amid their growing calls for impeachment proceedings. The, the the way Democrats have to frame this is that they're standing up for the U.S. Constitution, they're standing up for the rule of law, and no man is above the law. This is how they this is how they have to frame it. At the same time, keep having their hearings dealing with lowering drug prices, keep passing bills in the House that die in the Senate, because they have to do their job in the Senate. I mean, they have to do their job in the House. Keep keep dealing with health care education all of this they had betsy devos um in one in one of the uh in front of one of the house committees grilling her a couple weeks ago something like that clueless betsy devos secretary of miseducation they have to keep doing their job and start the impeachment process and, and they have to say we are standing up for the rule of law we are standing up for the u.s constitution we are doing our job being a check on this president and, and doing oversight, okay? Now, I, uh, 
In his tweets, Trump claimed that the Democrats are, quote, getting zero work done in Congress, end quote, which is a lie. That's not true at all. And are instead focusing on what he called a continuation of a, quote, unquote, witch hunt. Well, Mueller found some witches, okay? If, that, if it was a witch hunt, Mueller found some witches. A witch hunt into whether he sought to obstruct special counsel Robert Mueller's um, Robert Mueller's III investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. Yes, he did. Directing uh, Don McGahn to lie, directing uh, di directing uh, Michael Cohen to lie about um, when to directing him to lie about the uh, the Trump Moscow project. All of that. If you look at this article from ThinkProgress.org. Mueller detailed 10 times Trump acted to derail the Russian investigation and protect himself, okay? Um, they laid this out. And we'll post the link here so you can, uh, this is from thinkprogress.org. We'll post this link here so you can look at all of this, okay? Oh, it's too long. Okay, we'll put this in the thread of the broadcast because it's too long to, uh, I'm limited to 200 characters here on YouTube in the live chat. Uh, let's look at this quickly here. Okay. So Trump directly asked the FBI to let good guy, uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, get away with crimes. Trump made a direct request uh, for then FBI Director James Comey to let Michael Flynn, at the time his national security advisor, uh, off the hook for lying about his double dealing work on behalf of Russian interests while uh, while in Trump's Trump service. Uh, number two, Trump fired the FBI director and said he did it to sabotage the investigation. So he was fired on May 9th, uh, FBI Director James Comey. On uh, May 10th, uh, Donald Trump met at the White House with uh, Sergey Lavrov and also a Russian ambassador at the time to the U.S., Sergey Kislyak. Nobody knew Sergey Kislyak was going to be there. There was no American media in the room, only one Russian media outlet. Why was this? And then at that meeting, Trump, tur Trump turns over um, classified information to the Russians. He declassified it himself. He did not consult with any of his security advisors or anything like this. Why is that? So Trump fired the FBI director and said he did it to sabotage the investigation. When Trump was interviewed by Lester Holt on NBC News on May 11th, 2017, two days after he fired Comey, he said he fired Comey because of the Russia thing. He said the Russian thing was a hoax. And, and, he, and he said he, he fired Comey because of this. That's what he was thinking about. Trump, quote, decided to fire Comey before uh, hearing from the Department of Justice, end quote, about whether the then, the then FBI leader should be terminated, Mueller report says. Investigators also determined the president personally inserted claims about the Mueller investigators' scope into the letter announcing Comey's termination and that those claims be presented as having come from Comey himself. Trump also told Russian officials, Trump also told uh, Russian officials subsequently that he viewed the Comey firing as a release of the Mueller investigators, uh, a release of the Mueller investigations, quote unquote, great pressure, the report says. 
he told the Russians, you know, I, I, I fired that nut. You know, he got the pressure off of. Three, Trump manipulated his son's statement, Donald Trump Jr.'s statement about the 2016 Trump Tower meeting when they met with the Russians again. Why is it every every time you look around the corner, it's some Russians? Uh, Mueller uh, stated that there were over 140 contacts with Russians that the Trump campaign um, that the Trump campaign had. Why is it every time you look around, it's some more Russians? We look at the um, article from Yahoo News. Which one is this one? This deals with the uh, Russian contacts also. Okay, I'll, I'll find that one. Let's see here, I just had that one. I'll put it, I think I put it with the uh, State of Black America uh, stuff dealing with the Russian interference in 2016 election. Okay, I'll find that. Because I just saw it, but I'll find out. Okay. Let's continue here. We'll be here for a few more minutes not to get out of here. All right. Uh, Trump pressured intelligence officials to interfere in the investigation as well. Uh, Trump repeatedly pushed uh, Attorney General, then Attorney General Jeff Sessions, to yank Mueller's chain. And they go on with some more. Okay, so check this out, thinkprogress.org. Uh, Mueller detailed 10 times Trump acted to derail the Russian investigation and protect himself. Okay, so this is clear obstruction of justice. This is clear obstruction of justice. Okay, let's go back to the article from uh, Washington Post. Okay, so, uh, all right, I, I want to go. I want to go to the one from the New York Times. Um, tracking twenty nine investigations related to Trump. Let's see if it'll let me post uh, this link here. Okay, yeah, that's from New York Times. Just posted that, and then you have ten federal crime. You have ten federal criminal investigations, eight state and local investigations. 11 congressional investigations taking place right now, okay? So if we look at the um, article from the New York Times that came out today about this also, this deals with uh, Trump walks out on Pelosi and Schumer after three minutes, okay? This deals with that meeting and then what he did in the Rose Garden also. All right, so you can check that one out as well. Okay, and it basically covers a lot of the same information I just covered uh, in the article from the Washington Post. We'll post this link here also for you. All right, let's look at some of your comments here. Uh, G. Watts, okay, let me see here. Uh, Google said Russian companies spent 
$4,700 total on all platforms. And most were done after the election. No, that's not true. I don't know. Uh, you can't even tell me what source on Google that was, G-Watch. You really, you really want to do some research. No, not at all. Um, they spent uh, $100,000. It was uh, 3000 about 3500 ads. Uh, Washington Post has an article dealing with this. Um, if you look at the if you look at the report that came out in December of 2018, also uh, there were two reports: one from the one from the Senate, and there was one from um, the research group that talked about this. So that, no, that's not true at all. And they're talking about they're talking about ads during the election. Okay, so no, that's not true at all. Uh, you can look at the article from NBCNews.com from December 17, 2018. Russia favored Trump, targeted African Americans with election meddling. Report says, and um, they lay out the they lay out the information uh, there. Let's see here. And it reached uh, the ads on Facebook reached about 126 million people. Also, you can look at the uh, articles from the Washington Post as well. It deals with this. Let's see here. So I don't know where you got that information from. That's false. So there were um, there were two studies that came out in um, two studies that came out in December. Uh, New York Times has an article: Russian 2016 influence operation targeted African Americans on social media. They look at the one from the uh, U.S. Senate. And then also the one from the second report was written by the Computational Propaganda Project at Oxford University, uh, along with uh, Grafika. Okay, I'll post the uh, link here to the article from uh, NBC News because there's no <clears throat> there's no limit on how many articles you can read on uh, from NBC News without having a uh, digital subscription. I have digital subscriptions to the Washington Post and New York Times because I read so many of their articles on a daily basis. We report disinformation campaign. This is the one from uh, Washington Post. It breaks down uh, how they were using YouTube as well. Then we look at the articles I've talked about before from uh, Washington Post. Russian Facebook ads showed a black woman firing a rifle amid efforts to stoke racial strife. This is from October 2nd, 2017. The ad was among more than 3,000 Facebook ads delivered to congressional investigators. Uh, the company says were bought by 470 ac uh, accounts and pages controlled by a Russian troll farm 
uh, called the Internet Research Agency based in St. Petersburg. Go watch the um, go watch the video I did a few days ago dealing with the State of Black America Report 2019 and how it breaks down. Um, the State of Black America Report 2019 deals with the um, it deals with the Russian intervention into in the 2016 election and how Russians targeted African Americans. Okay, so it helps um, when you know what you're talking about. Let's look at some more of your comments here. Also, the State of Black America report, you can go to uh, nationalurbanleague.org, nationalurbanleague.org, and read the State of Black America report there also. Uh, Washington Post, uh, well, you can read Washington Post, New York Times, you can read a number of different sources for it. Du, 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 du. All right. New York Times has a number of articles. You can go read the actual studies, though. You don't just have to read the article, you can read the actual studies that are done. You can actually, you can read the Mueller report. The Mueller report breaks it down also. So I don't know where you're getting your information from, G. Watts. Okay, who else we have here? Janet said all, all of the above got caught up because of the investigation on Trump campaign. All right, Ariel, how you doing, Ariel? Matthew, you the people watching. All right, so share this information uh, on your social media pages. Invite your friends to tune in also. You can donate to the African History Network, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. Um, we have a, a couple of new advertisers also. Uh, summer is coming and people want to get in shape. So the 28-day uh, fat, the Fast Life 28-day challenge is uh, here to help. Okay, so this is a um, uh, this is an online co coaching program to help members tap into their body's natural ability to repair itself via fasting. In this challenge, uh, they focus on utilizing fasting, whole foods, and movement to improve metabolic conditions such as obesity, high blood pressure, prediabetes, type 2 diabetes, high blood, uh, high cholesterol, uh, fatty liver, and more. So the Fast Life 28-Day Challenge um, will uh, help you improve your help, health and look better after 28 days of a structured fasting regimen. Uh, it includes healthy habits and three coaches holding you accountable on a daily basis. Now they have a new, it's a four week uh, cohort, it's a four week uh, group and using uh, five habits for 28 days. They have a new group starting up soon. Visit their website, tfl28.com, tfl28.com uh, for more information and to sign up. Okay. 
That's for the uh, Fast Life 28 Day Challenge. All right, now, uh, also Dark Magentus, darkmagentus.com. Dark Magentus specializes in creating home uh, spa products based on nature's healing and soothing properties. Dark Magenta uh, carries essential oil and cannabidiol infused bath bombs, shower steamers, sugar scrubs, and soaps. They include oils and herbs such as lavender, rosemary, eucalyptus, sage, cedarwood, oatmeal, shea butter, alum, uh, cannabidiol, and more, okay? They also carry oil diffusers and 100% pure essential oils. Visit their website, darkmagentus.com, M-A-G-E-N-T-A-S, darkmagentus.com. I'll post the link here as well, okay? darkmagentus.com. And uh, let me pull up the article from... Um, so African-American business owners, email us at customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com, customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com, okay? And uh, we'll let you know how you can advertise with the African History Network. Our current promotion, get uh, three months for the price of one. And then also these broadcasts run on our YouTube channel as well, the African History Network uh, on YouTube also. Okay, so, uh, uh, let me see if this comes up here. Russia. I thought I already had this one up, but it's not coming up. Here we go. Because I was just looking at this article. And then uh, we look at the, the reporting from uh, Richard Engel for NBC News that uh, just came out also dealing with I think I already posted that link, but that deals with how the Russians were targeting um, African-Americans and, and they were being trained uh, as well to uh, engage in violence. I'll, I'll talk about that in just a minute here. So this link here I just posted, Russia favored Trump targeted African-Americans with election meddling report. Uh, election meddling report says this is from December 17, 2018. This is when those two studies came out. And some of the key findings from the new knowledge report. Uh, so they talk about the report coming from uh, the U.S. Senate. And let's see here. They talk about the two studies that came out. The one from uh, new knowledge uh, found YouTube was used more extensively than previously known. The IRA Internet Research Agency uh, began making YouTube videos in September of 2015, producing 1,107 videos across 17 channels. Okay. And let's see, the uh, new knowledge report, that was the one from the uh, Senate Intelligence Committee, the U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee, okay? Uh, active and ongoing interference operations remain on several platforms, said the re, uh, says the report produced by New Knowledge, a cybersecurity company based in Austin, Texas, along with researchers at Columbia University and Canfield Research, LLC. 
One continuing Russian campaign, for instance, seeks to influence opinion on Syria by promoting Bashar al-Assad, the Syrian president, and a Russian ally in the uh, brutal uh, conflict there. The new knowledge report, which was obtained by the New York Times in advance of its scheduled release on Monday, is one of two commissioned by the U.S. Uh, Senate Committee on a bipartisan basis. Okay, so if we go back to the one from the uh, Washington, from the uh, NBC News that I just posted. Okay, so uh, key findings. YouTube uh, was used more extensively than previously known. The Internet Research Agency began making YouTube videos in September of 2015, producing 1,107 videos across 17 channels. A few channels were active until July 2017. The agency developed a collection of more than 3,840 persona accounts on Twitter, okay? They have some fake accounts on YouTube. Some of them are on my timeline right now. Some of them are uh, in the chat room right now. The agency developed a, co a collection of more than 3,840 persona accounts on Twitter. Approximately 1.4 million people engaged with their tweets. They generated 72,801,807 engagements on their original content. The posts display a nuanced, quote, a nuanced and deep knowledge of American culture, media, and influencers in each community the Internet Research Agency targeted, okay? Um, the Internet Research Agency impersonated state and local news media on Twitter and Instagram, setting up a prop approximately 109 Twitter accounts masquerading as news organizations, including 44 U.S.-focused Twitter handles that amassed 660,335 followers between them, with an average of 15,000 followers each. The accounts were bots, Russian bots, posting, uh, posting like uh, to articles, many of which were bogus. The accounts were bots posting like to articles, many of which were bogus. The agency simultaneously worked hard to undermine trust in real news media, both among left and right-leaning audiences. There were dozens of posts extolling the virtues of WikiLeaks' Julian Assange, who has been arrested since then, Thousands of conspir conspiratorial tweets were advanced or amplified by fake right-wing personas and included pseudoscience conspiracies about vaccines, about vaccines, paranormal activity and aliens, and anti-Semitic complaints about the globalist agenda. Now, this is from December. This is before the Mueller report came out. This this was two studies that came out in December of 2018. The Russians sought to convey a narrative that the Mueller investigation was corrupt and that the emerging Russia, Russia stories were a, quote, weird conspiracy, end quote, pushed by liberal crybabies. This is the same thing Trump is saying. I wonder where he's getting this from. This is the same thing Trump is saying. Okay, keep in mind, this article came out December 2018. The Mueller report uh, was not 
uh, submitted until March 24th, 2019. Okay, so we posted this link here also. Read this full article. This is just a excerpt of it. Read the full article, okay? And then also read the one that just came out from NBC News. This deals with um, this deals with the story that came out, uh, the story that just broke. Russian documents reveal desire to sow racial discord and violence in the U.S. Now, I, I first heard this reported on uh, Tuesday, May 21st on MSNBC. Okay, during the daytime, of course. So then I, I, I researched it and looked up the article. The revelations come as U.S. intelligence agencies have warned of probable Russian meddling in the 2020 election. Okay, Russians who were linked to interference in 2016 in the 2016 U.S. election discuss ambitious plans to stoke unrest and even violence inside the U.S. as recently as 2018, according to documents reviewed by NBC News. And what they were doing is uh, the documents, uh, which were communications between associates of um, a, Russian uh, a Russian oligarch named uh, Prigozhin, um, the, what they were doing is that the, the documents laid out a new plot to manipulate and radicalize African-Americans. The plans show that Prigozhin's circle has sought to exploit racial tensions well beyond Russia's social media and misinformation efforts tied to the 2016 election. One document said that Donald Trump's election had, quote, deepened conflicts in American society, end quote, and suggested that if successful, the influence, the influence project would, quote, undermine the country's territorial integrity and military and economic potential. The documents contain proposals for several, way, several ways to further exacerbate racial discord in the future, including a suggestion to recruit African-Americans and transport them to camps in Africa, quote, for combat prep and training and sabotage, end quote. Those recruits would then be sent back to America to foment violence and work to establish a pan-African state in the South particularly in South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana. Read this full article, okay? There is no indication that the plan, which is light on details, was ever put into action, but it offers a fresh example of the mindset around Russian efforts to sow discord in the U.S. The blueprint entitled, quote, Development Strategy of a Pan-African State on U.S. Territory, end quote, floated the idea of enlisting poor, formerly incarcerated African-Americans, quote, who have experienced, who have experience in organized crime groups, end quote, as well as members of, quote, radical black movements for participation in civil disobedience actions, end quote. The goal was to, quote, destabilize the internal situation in the U.S., end quote. Now, why isn't Trump, now, why doesn't Trump ever say anything negatively about Vladimir Putin? Why didn't he denounce, when he was at Helsinki, 
And he was standing next to Vladimir Putin on the stage. This is about June of 2018. Uh, he took Vladimir Putin's word that Putin had nothing to do with the Russian intervention in the 2016 election. And uh, he didn't challenge, he's standing right next to him. He didn't challenge him. He didn't denounce it. He didn't say, don't do it again, anything like that. Why? All right. So. Everybody go back and watch this broadcast, share this broadcast on your social media platforms. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotel, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. Click on the subscribe button. Also click on the bell so it notifies you when we go live. Um, visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Uh, all of my DVD lectures are there as well that help support the African History Network. You can click on the yellow donate button on the homepage of the website also. You can donate to the African History Network. You can set it up for a recurring donation also, okay? Uh, listen to the African History Network show Sundays, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on 9, 10 a.m. the Superstation uh, in Detroit. And we broadcast on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network. We post the videos here. Uh, so this past Sunday show, you know, we have it here. You can go back and watch that. All right, so look, here I have to get out of here. Oh, so let's see, um, what will I be? African Liberation Day at the Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History, Saturday, May 25th. I'll be a vendor there, that's 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, visit theright.org, W-R-I-G-H-T, theright.org, for more information about that. And then I will be uh, in Inkster, Michigan for their Memorial Day Parade, uh, Monday, May 27th. Uh, we'll do our show live uh, Sunday, May 26th, and I will be in I'll be in Atlanta for the Juneteenth celebration, uh, the big Juneteenth celebration, June 14th through the 16th. I'll be speaking there. I have to get the details. I'll be a vendor also. I'll be back in Atlanta uh, the third weekend in July for the Black Homeschooling Conference, the Liberated Minds Black Homeschooling Education Expo. So we'll get all those flyers up on our website. Um, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, uh, so you can uh, come on out and uh, see me. We'll have our vendor tables there. You can come out, meet me, talk to me. Also, if you want me to do a presentation for your group or organization, email me at uh, customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Okay. All right. We have to get out of here. Remember, at the African History Network, we focus on educating and empowering and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world, because right now it's correct wrong behavior. Um, it's not over till we win. We're kind of forever. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.